Welcome to Zafran, a podcast by a comic book fan and his long-suffering wife. I'm Jamie. I'm Edna. And on this episode, we're going to be discussing Black Hammer number five, The Odyssey of Randall Weird. <laughs> I wonder if he would say it that way. <laughs> I get the idea that he might, actually. Yeah, and I, I've often described Black Hammer as a, you know, a series that's about 50% superhero story and about 50% Twilight Zone episode. He's your 50% of the Twilight episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this one's leaning hard into the Twilight Zone episode. Um, yeah, and this one's all about Colonel Weird. And here's his name. I mean, I was... I mean, we found out what the cover was about. I think this might be the first time that I feel like the cover more appropriately conveys the inside of the comic. We got a Q&A section for that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I always talk about the covers and how ridiculous they are in comparison. Uh, this is the first time I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, so our creator credits are the script was by Jeff Lemire. Art by Dean Ormston, colors by Dave Stewart, and letters by Todd Klein. And this is where we do the bite-size breakdown. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Th- this was not easy. How do you bite that? <laughs> um, wasn't so much bite as gnawing. Um, How important is your bite-size breakdown? I did add it. I mean, I feel like I could do it. Do you want to give it a whirl? I don't know. I bet yours is so much better than what I would come up with. All right, let me read mine and you correct me, okay? <laughs> okay. How about that? Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, this was a very tough bite-size breakdown, <laughs> Um In this issue, we see Colonel Weird's origin story. He and Talkie were pulp-style sci-fi explorers, and Colonel Weird fell into the parazone and came unglued a bit. Later, he brings Eve into the Parazone, and she doesn't survive the experience. We also see him bouncing around the town and farm in a completely random manner. Yeah. You could also say Black Hammer, issue five, the one where they act like uh, old comic books where they take an LSD trip and then they write the issue. (laughs) Bad things happen. There you go. That's mine. Um... I think the name mostly associated with that style of writing, I think, would be Steve Gerber, maybe? Sure. I think he was sort of famous for really trippy stories in the 70s. But Yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's get into the Q&A. Uh, you already got to my first question. Did you approve of the cover? You've had complaints every time so far. I mean, they did what I wanted them to do, and I'm not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> what I would at this point uh but that wasn't yet I mean like it's ooky it's just a lot it's a lot of organs it's a lot of eyeballs there's a lot happening um probably the best nose that he's drawn on <laughs> on the cover <laughs> she just doesn't have any skin um, the nose has skin nothing else yeah I guess so in the ears. Yeah. Got to keep the ears. Uh, but just knowing on the inside where it all came from, I was <laughs> I went through and I was like, oh, look, there's a bad guy. They had the traditional bad guy, got one little frame. <laughs> um, but he sure didn't end up on the cover this time. Uh, the horrifying skin woman did. <laughs> yeah. 
good for them, I guess. Um, and I noticed on the on the variant cover, the one by Jeff Lemire, there was no false advertising this time. Yeah. Because they always advertise like a backup story. That if it was a if it was a true gold, you know, old school comic from that era, it would have like a second backup story type deal. Yeah. There's no false advertising this time. You've complained about that in the past. Yeah. I mean, this one probably came the closest to being. Uh, uh, yes, it was a trip, a literal trip. Um, <laughs> but this one came the closest to being a little more legit, um, in my estimation, of what my mind and only my mind would want, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's crazy. It's got the traditional zip-zap, let's blow some stuff up. We got a robot. We've got a guy in a spacesuit. But also, it felt shorter than the rest of them, and it was... It was bat poop crazy is what it was. All right. Well, you're jumping to my next question. Uh, so this, this issue has a lot of like nonlinear storytelling. Did that help or hurt the reading experience, you think? Oh, it didn't hurt me uh, at all. This is probably, it's nonlinear nature was probably uh, something I was more comfortable with just because of the stuff that I like to read. Um, I totally understand this. We got this guy who is hitting everything uh, all at one time. He's zip-zapping through not only like, dimensions but time itself and he's repeating things he's seeing things out of sequence uh he knows that there's a problem he it looks like he probably even knows what has happened uh but he can't do anything about it um and i i don't relate to that but i get that story i understand that story uh and i feel really bad for him but i feel like i'm on <laughs> i feel Feels so horrible saying this. I feel like I'm on more level ground with this crazy story than I do with some of the other ones that we've had. So have your I know in the past you haven't been um, terribly fond of Colonel Weird. Uh, have your feelings about him changed? <sighs> He's still super weird. Um, it was interesting to see what it is that he's dealing with on the other side, uh, and obviously nobody else understands. I don't know that he's even tried to explain it to him. I don't know that he could explain it to him if he wanted to. Um, they just think he's weird and he's zip-zapping around. Um, but he's trying to encompass a whole bunch of things all at one time, different time frames, different places. That's a whole lot for the human mind to handle. Well, so um, I think that's the key. They, they think he's just unglued from space. He's unglued from both space and time. Right. And, um, and, and I don't think Cable really... Explain that to him. Right. Also, they probably don't realize that he keeps seeing the woman that he loves repeatedly um, have her skin popped off. Uh, she's just kind of floating around, separated into three different layers. Um, and that's no fun. Uh, he also gets to relive himself, getting the whole thing to happen. Um, and he not only relives it, he relives it and sees himself and has conversations with himself. Um I mean, if I were him, I'd probably zip out of there uh, and not really uh, be much help either. So what did you think of the Golden Gale scene? You know, that one was weird in as much as any of the rest of this was weird. Uh, I didn't really, really like it. I, I felt like they were going around and around a little bit too much. Um, and while everything else was also going around, uh, she's just wanting him to understand, uh, and she wants him to be there. He can't be there. She doesn't understand. He can't explain it. Um, 
she she just wants him to take her away. But he, she doesn't know about was it Anne was that her name Eve, Eve. not Anne Eve. Um, he just she doesn't know about Eve, uh, and like I said, he can't explain it. So um, I don't know. I I was not happy with that. I get it, but and it it was sad. But also there were lots of other things going on uh, that I just was like, girl, just give it a rest. I felt like they were both talking past each other. Yeah. And but also like they were, they both had like anger and frustration that felt legitimate. Yeah. From, from both of them. Well, it was because I couldn't explain to the other one what the deal was. Yeah, like I get why Gail's frustrated and getting I think increasingly frustrated. Oh yeah. And uh, but I also get why Colonel Weir is like, look, I I can't ever do that to another person again. Yeah. But he can't explain it. Yeah, I mean he says that he tra- he tells her. He's done it once before. It didn't work out. Um, and Gail is too angry to even say, oh, when did you do that? Like, she's too wrapped up. I'm not saying that this is not at least a little bit justified. She's too wrapped up in her own situation uh, to hear exactly what it is he's saying. Yeah. And yet again, I'm not sure that he could really explain it to her anyway. Yeah. Uh, so it probably doesn't make any difference. But... 10 years, 10 years she's been like this, 10 years he's been doing this, has to have been, because this looks like it's happened um, at least around the same time, if not before. Well, I think that, I mean, as much as we love Gail, uh, I think it's pretty clear that Gail is pretty much always a pretty self-absorbed person. Yeah. And I mean, if, if you think about it, she can she admits that it took her 10 years before she even thought about like, the way Colonel, Colonel Wood pops in and out. Yeah. Like, and why can't he take them out? It's never even occurred to her before. Yeah. Seems like a lot of things hasn't occurred to a lot of these people. What have they been doing for 10 years? Um, Gail's been drinking and stewing. Guys, 10 years. <laughs> also, Talkie Walkie's a girl. Talkie Walkie's a robot who's also a girl. But now Talkie Walkie's voice box is substantially different in my brain. <laughs> burp, burp, burp. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I mean, like, it's different now. Also, is Talkie Walkie in love with Colonel Weird? Or does Colonel Weird just have a weird mind before he even goes into this little place? I got kind of a Lando L3 vibe. Maybe. Bless their hearts. <laughs> I could just get your Talkie saying, you know, it works. <laughs> I mean, Talkie does... <laughs> I don't, I don't imagine Talkie jealous, but also Talkie doesn't seem to like Eve all that much either. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Also, the there is a picture of him floating around and the African-American lady, is that not What's-His-Face's daughter? It's Lucy, yeah. Could have sworn it was, and she says that she remembers. What does she remember? If you notice, she didn't get her page at the end. That was right. her only little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. She remembers, though, and he goes, not yet, almost there, not quite yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're about to find out. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to get real. Uh, we also have a whole section with the priest and uh, our favorite Martian. I thought it was really clever, the way Lemire had that structured. Because, like, as so we're, we're still seeing things from Colonel Ward's perspective. We're seeing him bounce around. We're getting the idea of how he lives, what his experience is like. But also, he keeps advancing the storylines. Like, we see what's going on with Gail. We see what's going on with Abe. We get a couple of pages um, with uh, Barb, Barbie and what's going on there. And so, I, I thought it was really clever storytelling. 
also, though, um, in telling the story, he's telling the story the same way that he's doing with Colonel Weird. Some of the story that he's telling is not future. Some of it has already happened, and he's retelling it in a different angle. Like, uh, whenever Colonel Weird visits uh, Madame Dragonfly, yeah. uh, that's a whole situation that already happened before, except now we're seeing what he thought was so creepy. He was right. It's creepy. Um, so now it makes a little more sense, uh, what he was saying with regards to that. Uh, also the interaction with the priest probably happened that day of the dinner, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and then he's talking to, um, Abe the next evening. So, um, like we're going in a whole bunch of different directions here and we're seeing bits and pieces from the opposite side. But that was good. Um, yeah, it was it was good. It actually it worked out really well the way that that happened. You got pretty much everybody in that needed to be in. Uh, we got unusual perspective, and we got a little bit more understanding of what was happening with Colonel Weird. I liked that. All right, can we give us some awards? Sure. Okay. Um, and I'll try to move faster than I did last time. <laughs> All right, so for best panel, I'm going to go with page eight. I knew you would. Yeah, panel one. Uh, so it's the big, it's the probably, what, two-thirds of the page? Yeah. And Colonel Weir is floating through the pair zone. There's all kinds of eyeballs and amoebas and amoebas with his face on them. But also there's a huge green hand, and each of the fingertips is one of the people's faces from the farm. And it's plum bonkers looking. Yeah. Sans robot. No robots in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so is... See, <laughs> Dragonfly and Gale look so much alike. It's... Dragonfly's on the thumb, right? I felt Dragonfly was on the thumb. And Bart... I, yes. Yeah. And Gale's the middle finger, which seems appropriate. <laughs> That was one of the reasons. <laughs> I was pretty confident that that was Gail, actually. <laughs> there may, I mean, like, were it me, I would have done this with intention. This little pinky is the Martian. The one that points the way is Abe. Uh, you got the one that tries to hold on to things, and that's Madame Butterfly. I mean, like, there, there may be some things. Also, the following uh, picture is her, uh, Madame Dragonfly. I said butterfly, didn't I? Madam Dragonfly dropping something down into a pot with her green hand. Um, so this hand with all these fingers is that also Madam Dragonfly's hand dropping something down into the pot. It's a real messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there were quite a few options uh, this time. But that one's, it's just such a striking image. I mean, it is. I don't do awards. <laughs> but like that one and page 22, guys. Yeah. 22. There's a lot happening there. There's so much happening there. That's when we get to see what happened to Eve. That's how we got the cover shot. There's yeah. a lot. Yeah. And I get the impression that she's stuck like that forever. Right. Like every time that Colonel Weird goes into the pair zone, he has to see her like Yeah, that. she's just there. Yeah. All right, so um, best dialogue is on page 17. Um, and it's in the, um, the conversation when Colonel Weird has finally gotten out of the pair zone for the first time. 
and has went to Eve and is talking to her. And he, I mean, I don't think he understands he's been gone very long. And it's actually been nine years. And so he says he has to leave and he's, he's crying already. Um, but she's like, you know, you just got here. Why can't you stay? And so for me, it's just the, his little explanation, um, was just kind of revealing and a, a little bit touching. Uh, he says, there is a design to it all, but I cannot manipulate it. I cannot change that design. I am as helpless to follow its curves and angles as you are. And then he says, goodbye, Eve, I love you. And he's starting to like pixelate and, you know, dissolve. Yeah. Um, he's, he's helpless before it all, you know? And I feel like he's um, not quite, you know, not making sense yet. Like he's still thinking a little more clearly than he is by the time he's on the farm. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, he can't make her understand. He's just helpless before it all. Yeah. And it makes you feel for him. Yeah. He's just a man who knows too much. He's seen too much. And he's not only just seen too much. He's seen too much over and over and over out of whack knows things are coming and can't do a thing about them. Yeah. And when I was first reading um, this series, I, I just kind of got a kick out of Colonel Weird. Yeah. And he was kind of comic relief until this issue. And then it was like, oh, wow. Uh, you really start feeling for the guy. And it changes like some of the previous like, issues, like his interactions. They become like less funny and more sad type deal. I will say, as you know, I hate prequels. <laughs> this makes me even less want to read his prequel. To know, like, the more tragic that a character ends up, the less that I want to read the content early things or (laughs) how they got to that point. I already know it's going to be bad. It's why I didn't like when I had to watch uh, Darth Vader become Darth Vader. Guys, we know it's going to go bad. Um, (laughs) And I know there's a prequel out there for this. I don't want that. I don't want anything to do with that. There's not a Colonel Weird prequel. Is it not Colonel Weird? Most most of the prequels, most of the most of the miniseries aren't prequels. Oh, okay. I think only Gale gets a prequel. Gale gets. A prequel. And it's not really about Gale. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Actually. Most of the, most of them are in the distant future or about side characters, people who are kind of mentioned, or are just things that uh, Jeff Lemire like tropes he wanted to play with. Oh, okay. Like um, like the new one, Skull Digger. I think is like just sort of, you know, playing with all of the extreme things that happened in the 90s type deal. There's not even any characters. I could have sworn there was a Colonel Weird one, though. Uh, I think you're thinking of Dr. Star. Maybe I am. Yeah, he's another sci-fi style hero. Good. I don't want him to make a prequel, then. No prequels. Okay. Prequel like I said, there's just... Okay, anyway, I don't want to... I'm hoping to get you to read those. Some <laughs> of those, so... Bad. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the best character moment is a simple one. It's just, it's the very end when Colonel Weird gets to sit on the porch with Abe and enjoy a sunset. And it's like a quiet moment for Colonel Weird. And he doesn't get a lot of those. He still looks creepy and creeped out by the whole thing. But it's this sort of quiet, peaceful moment. He does make a little foreboding the way he says things. But it is a nice little moment between the guys. I mean, it is... But also, he already knows it, because he says, the sunset, yes, this is the most beautiful sunset I will ever see. He says yeah. this before the sunset. Yeah. I was like, yeah, might as well do it. I already saw I did it. Okie dokie, let's go ahead and do that. It'll be nice. Um, but remember, he can't change it. Like, he can't manipulate it. He's just, he's stuck in it. So. I guess. Yeah. 
which it makes you wonder if he knows this how often has he tried to change things he tries to change a little bit here it obviously doesn't work um but that has to add to the well there's some of those bad moments where he's kind of looking through panels uh in the pair zone and screaming at himself to do things differently or not do things or yeah um all right so the best trope twister is uh colonel weird himself um most of those like 50s style pulp sci-fi space explorers were kind of like super competent all-knowing they would swoop in have an adventure and then skate away like nothing ever happened and it was like new adventure next time yeah type deal um colonel weird begins that way he's clearly that you know a happy-go-lucky type guy but when he falls into the parazone he doesn't escape scot-free and he actually never escapes it he never recovers from it he instead of coming back with like alien technology or a new alien girlfriend or something um he never really escapes yeah. and he's just shattered by the experience yeah. i feel like that that's like the thing you didn't see happen to those type of characters and it was like it was an interesting sort of twist on it yeah i didn't mind that mm-hmm. yeah i thought that was pretty clever yeah uh and the show stealer of the week um i'm going a different direction this time I'm going with dean ormston um dude got to flex in this issue and i think we see why he got the job he's good at the weird and I don't mean Colonel Weird. I mean all the weird junk in this thing. Um, when it's time to go into the pair zone and for the strange stuff to start happening, like it looks, it looks appropriately strange, <laughs> I mean, appropriately creepy and bizarre. Like he's really good at that. Like yeah, he can't draw women's mouths, but man, he draws eyeballs weird and space amoebas. Sure. Yeah. He obviously can't draw the normal, so he might as well draw the abnormal. He's awesome at the abnormal. Yeah. Um. Like, uh, like even like those little aliens <laughs> that they're going to help make sure they actually get extinct. The little eyeball <laughs> spiders. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they look great. I mean, yeah, so, so Dean Ormston was the show stealer this time. Okay. Are you still not feeling the art? Uh, that's our, that's our dog, Toby. Um, he's our third host this week, apparently. I was going to let you cut it out if you needed to. I thought <laughs> I'd be patient. Um, <laughs> he's never going to stop, though. Um, I mean, it was weird, uh, and that's okay. There, I just, he has his moments. How about that? <laughs> he can definitely draw an amoeba. Well, I thought you were going to dig the art this time. I can't ever really dig the art because he's always going to have to draw a face at some point. <laughs> and he loses me at the point that he tries to draw a human being. Uh, they all look like they're ready to do something, like straight out of an Alfred Hitchcock movie. So, no thank you. Uh, don't want to do that. I will say, uh, we're done with awards? Yeah. Okay. I will say that the next, uh, cover that they give you on the back, the one from, uh, Madame Dragonfly, so we know that this Colonel Weird one didn't have the bad guy on it. It was the first one that didn't have the bad guy on it. And so I'm looking at this, and it's like her and Swamp Thing. And I'm thinking, <laughs> this one probably doesn't have a bad guy on it either. It looks like this is who she'd go to, like, Starbucks and have a coffee with. <laughs> so uh, I am interested to see, like, if this is just her buddy or not. Because legit, it looks like it could be her buddy. That's all I'm saying. Um, I, I'm not going to do any spoilers, really, here, except to say... That of all the origin stories, Madame Dragonflies is my favorite. Really? Yeah. I want her to be like a, well, she can't be in the 80s. It has to be earlier than that. She's not like some Jubilee character turned to a vampire or something. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
but maybe like a 1950s version. Who knows? I don't know. Well, I think they're going for a, I mean, just by the cover, it looks like they're going for like a 70s vibe with like all of the Swamp Thing, Man Thing stuff that went down. Yeah. Um, but the next issue's title is The Cabin of Horrors. <laughs> you love that, don't you? I do. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right. It's a good time. I think we're done here. I think we're done too. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye.